Hello, podcasters, and welcome to the Signpost Podcast, where we're navigating the world with a Christian perspective and providing biblical answers to those searching. This is episode five of the Signpost Podcast. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking to some good friends of ours about how they know God is good, even through some difficult seasons in their life. So let's go ahead and get started. Hello, my name is Corey Bohan. I'm a deacon and volunteer at First Baptist Spartanburg. And as always, we are joined by Todd Williams, a minister to the college and young adults at First Baptist Church in Spartanburg, South Carolina. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing good, Corey. Listeners, how are y'all? Hey, y'all are in store for an incredible episode. We are joined by my really, really good friend, Kathy Dalton. Kathy, introduce yourself. Hello, Todd. Um, my name is Kathy Dalton, and I, um, my husband and I worked with um, the discipleship groups, at, you know, and your group specifically, Todd, at First Baptist Spartanburg for many years, and also um, worked with Kentucky Missions, and I was known as Nurse Kathy, and um, created a ton of great memories together, and um I now live in Rome, Georgia. I moved here last year. Uh, my daughter actually lives here and her husband, she went to college here, married a local guy and had a baby. So of course that brought me to the area. And um, I do have my daughter here, Emily Catherine Johnson and my granddaughter. And I also have two sons, one Andrew is in Cincinnati, Ohio, where he's the department chair for English department um, at his school, and his wife and two grand dogs there, and um, no babies yet. And then my son, Michael, and his wife, Casey, and my granddaughter, Ellie, live in Oviedo, Florida. So we are all around. So coming here to Rome has kind of pulled me a little closer to family versus being in Spartanburg and working in Greenville. So it's, um, it's nice to see and talk to you again, Todd. Yes, Kathy, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember the time in Kentucky where you pulled glass out of my foot? I do remember that. I remember lots of things that you did when we were in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't share too many of those stories, but there was one time where I went to Kentucky with Corey with glass in my foot. Yikes. And it took me a few days to figure out there was something really hurting, and Kathy pulled out the teeny tiniest little piece of glass, and you would have thought I was a little child in that moment. Hey, you know what? Your feet are so sensitive that anything, it, I mean, it's just good that you're aware of the pain there. But um, it, it was always an adventure in everything that we did with the students. That's right. That's right. You can uh, you can always count on something going awry with students, right? Exactly. Exactly. But it makes for the, a great week. That's right. Well, awesome. Well, hey, listeners, uh, before we hop into Kathy's story, um, real quick, wanted to Read to y'all Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14. It says this, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. I think this plays perfectly, Kathy, into your story. So, Kathy, real fast, would you just share a little bit about your story? And as a result of that, what of your story caused you to question the goodness of God? 
Well, um, you know, we had what everyone would think was like the perfect little family. You know, it was um, Daryl and I had just recently become empty nesters. And um, Emily Catherine was a senior at Barry College, and Andrew had graduated, Michael was married, and um, we were kind of planning our empty nest time, and, um, uh, you know, life was good, and um, we went um, the night before, what I'm going to share with you, we had gone to Wade's, which is a great restaurant in Spartanburg, to celebrate paying Emily's last tuition payment. And so we were so excited, and um, so we celebrated, we went home, and um, and so the next morning, I was at work and received a phone call from Daryl, and he was saying he didn't feel well, and I was at the hospital at Spartanburg Regional, and I asked him to come by the hospital and let um, me check him out or us go down to the emergency department, and he was like no, I'm okay. I'm just going to go home and rest. And, you know, I thought, okay. So he went home. And, um, and so when he did, um, um, my boss, she was so gracious. She was like, Kathy, please go check on Daryl. And I said, he's fine. He's fine. But I, I did go home and I found him to be very anxious and, um, and not feeling well. Come on, puppies. I'm sorry, the dogs are broken. And um, and so I found him to not be feeling well. And I um, said, let's go to the emergency room. So we were driving to the emergency room, and he seemed okay. So on the way there, I said, go ahead and get your driver's license and your insurance card, you know, being the typical nurse wife. And, um, and he suddenly grabbed his throat, and he said... Um, I'm sorry, baby, but I'm going to pass out. And he fell over on me in the car. And um, I pulled over. And when I did, he didn't have a pulse. So I pulled him out of the car and started CPR. And um, a lady came alongside me on the side of the road there on Highway 9 and started helping me. And um, she called, of course, 911. And um, it seemed like forever and they got there. And so, um, they took him away from me and got him in the truck and shocked him like seven times. And of course, um, then he went to no heartbeat, asystole. And so we went to the ER and where I was met with, I think every one of the pastors and wives and leaders at First Baptist, they came to the hospital to sit with me, which was so gracious. And, um, the doctor came in, Dr. Story said, you know, hey, it's been 46 minutes, we can't get a pulse. And I said, try one more time. And so they went back and we got in a circle and started praying for a pulse. And he came running back in there and he said, we got a pulse, we're going to the cath lab. And so they did find 100% blockage, but all of his damage was on the right side of his heart, which is an area where you can't do a lot of therapeutics. Um, everything's really in place for the left side of the heart. And so he went on the um, ventilator. And so we got to see him after the cath and he was responding. He was moving his 
feet responding to us. And Andrew had made it there with me by this point. So we were together. And then Michael and Emily started arriving. And um, his night nurse came out and said, you know, things aren't looking good. And I'm concerned. And she said, so when you come in to visit, just be prepared. And we went in to visit. And of course, he went into arrest again. And um, so he sustained even more heart damage. And um, so the next day they were doing all kinds of tests, trying to figure out, you know, what caused it, what's going on. And um, so through the week, it was just a, a a yo-yo kind of thing, but we just prayed diligently, prayed diligently for God's healing. And, you know, different pastors came to visit us. Friends came to visit us. I know, you know, you brought your youth group to visit us and, um, and it got to the point where we had to decide, um, you know, what we were going to do. And, and, um, we, and that several friends gathered around with us when we met with the neurologist and, she told us that Daryl was brain dead and she gave us the option to, you know, put in a trach. He would go to a nursing home and he would never recognize us and never know us again. And that was, that was like, God, where are you? You know, why, why didn't you answer our prayers? You know, we, we're believers. We're a strong Christian family. We, you know, we, we try to do everything like we're supposed to, but why? And it just felt so painful. And um, we made the decision to remove the ventilator. And um, so the ne- we spent the night and the n- next day at exactly, it was on Emily's birthday, April 20th. And it was the exact moment that she was born, 1135, that he took his last gasp. Um, but we got to spend the night beside him, hold his hand, celebrate Emily's birthday. And I think we were all just in shock that we couldn't believe we lost him. And, you know, it was like, where is God? You know, why didn't he heal him? Why didn't he pull him through? And, you know, it was just the pain of that and the pain of going home alone and figuring it out because, you know, everybody else got back to life, but my life and the kid's life would never be the same. So that was when I couldn't help but say, God, where are you? You know, my kids lost their dad and here they are young adults. And he was just such a good mentor to them. And, and, you know, as you know, with some of the discipleship boys, he taught them how to change their tires or how to change the oil or how to do, you know, so many things. And, you know, he was more than that, of course, to his boys. And, you know, they, he's no longer there. And so, you know, just laying in bed thinking, where is God? You know, why didn't you save him? And I remember Debbie Sebesky called me and said, Kathy, you've got to pray. And I said, I have no words. I cannot pray. I'm so mad at God right now. And she said, you've got to say a word, just say a word. And I said, no. And she said, Kathy, say a word. And she just helped me and and read some scripture. And finally, I was able to just say, you know, God, where are you? And I mean, that was that was life changing at that moment. 
Thank you for sharing that part of your story. Uh, for those listeners that know Daryl, some don't. Daryl um, <coughs> led several life groups, I mean, discipleship groups, but one discipleship group, his last one was my group, and probably one of the craziest groups that he had. <laughs> uh, we got kicked out of the Dalton household because um, <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday, some of our guys decided to play dodgeball with uh, rolled up brownies, and then I think we cut the power off at the same time. You so, did, and also y'all did milk challenge, throwing up all over in my yard. Yes, that's right. So we were asked politely to not come back to the Dalton household as a group. Um, Daryl was one of the most incredible men that I ever knew, and uh, I'm, I looked back on my Instagram at April nineteenth, twenty sixteen, uh, just a day before. Daryl officially passed away, and I wrote these words. It says, Daryl, I'm not sure how you had the patience to put up with me and the rest of the group for six years, but we are eternally grateful. You're the most genuine, hilarious, soft-hearted, loving, kind, thoughtful, God-fearing man that I've ever known. You taught us how to laugh and live life to the fullest. And I think that was one of Daryl's greatest traits, was to live life to the absolute fullest, um, and so Kathy there in that moment, um, he's passed away and you're in that moment questioning God. And I know you went through a lot of uh, tears and a lot of thoughts and a lot of anger and frustration with the Lord. Uh, how do you know that God is still good, even in the devastating loss of your husband so suddenly? Well, you know, it, it was just amazing how that, you know, I saw God in so many situations. You know, He met needs, and and as well, I had just dear friends like your mom, who sent a, a, a text every single day. And then also, we started reading through the Bible together. And just hearing God's word and how that he worked with the children of Israel. I mean, you know, the Old Testament. And um, and then, you know, all of his miracles throughout the Bible. And, and, and it was just crazy. I mean, it almost felt like sometimes that I could um, even think of a need. And it was as though God was already waiting for me just to ask him. And, you know, and, and he would meet that need. He would bring um, somebody by or somebody that would send a text or I would get a card in the mail or, you know, so many different ways in which God used people to minister to me. Because, you know, my kids had gone back home and they were struggling. They were having their own situations. And, I you know, I would call them in tears or... You know, they would call me in tears and, you know, we were trying to survive. But just having dear friends who um, who would reach out at the right time and just, you know, like I was mentioning about Debbie Sebesky. I mean, she's gone through a loss and she she knows what that feels like. And she would just reach out or like your mom every day sent a, a text or um you know, a card or, you know, just God just used people to minister to my heart. And, you know, I, I didn't know how to be alone. You know, we, we were married when I was, um, in my sophomore year of college and, um, 
I was about to turn 20 and Daryl had already finished college. And so we were married 34 years um, when he died. And so just, you know, for the first time, I, I didn't have my best friend by my side. We met in high school and, um, and just fell in love. And, and, you know, it, and it was just, it, it was just so hard just learning to be by myself. And, um, and so, like I said, you know, God just really ministered to me, sent friends, gave me strength, helped me to go to sleep at night. And, um, you know, and I just, I would ask for a song every morning when I woke up and it was just amazing how that I would wake up and there would be a song and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're little kids and you're singing all these old hymns and you're thinking, why are we singing all these songs? You know, what does this mean? You're in church, you know, whatever. But when you sing them over and over and over, really, they're sticking with you. <laughs> and um, and it was just crazy because songs would come to my mind. God would give me the right song. Or, you know, when I was going through Psalms, it, it was just amazing the different songs I would remember from childhood or songs that we sang in youth group or and I would just start singing along with that song and you know and I'm in, I'm still online wise in Chuck and Linda Wallington's class and um, you know Chuck sent out a message version of um, trust in the Lord you know with all your heart and don't lean on your own knowledge or your own understanding, but in everything, trust in Him. And He'll take care of you. He will make your path straight. And I, I, I'm just here to tell you that that's true. I mean, even, even today, it's been seven years. And, you know, I still get very emotional some days. Some days are hard. And some days are good, and you know, and I love being around my little granddaughter, and we've got another one on the way, and I love talking to my other granddaughter, and I mean, right before, you know, you and I connected here in Corey, I um, talked to my son, Andrew, and he was encouraging me, and you know, it's just, it's just amazing how that God uses people, and you know, I remember when we went through at church at First Baptist, um, I think it was, was it discovering God or understanding God? I can't remember the name of the, the thing, but, you know, we learned that God speaks to us through his word, through our church and through other people. And, you know, I'm just so grateful for the many people that walked alongside me and, and helped me and just were lights and hands and feet of Jesus. And, you know, I can't encourage you or anyone more than just, you know, when someone's walking through loss don't pretend it didn't happen. Talk about that person. Because in my mind, even though he's been gone seven years, he's still my best friend. And I like to talk about him. You know, I like to tell stories. And so that's one thing I've loved about, you know, you guys and discipleship group. And, um, you know, I've gone to your weddings and celebrated you where Daryl would have been there. But, you know, one of the hardest days of my life was his funeral. And you guys were pallbearers. And, you know, just looking over there and seeing you. And then all of you guys got your tattoos alike and memory of Daryl. And I, you know, I just, 
I just can't help but just say God put people in my path, and he still does. And, you know, I, I miss being in South Carolina more than I can say because of my friendships. But, you know, it's great being here with my family. And um, But God is faithful. He is faithful. I, you know, in the midst of it all, he's faithful. Kathy, thank you so much for sharing that story. I know that was difficult. I'm looking at you with tears in your eyes. And those tears don't come from a sadness. They come from a joy and a hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And it says here in Psalm 46, 1, that God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. And hey, if you're a listener and you're listening to this story and, and you've gone through a similar struggle or you're going through a pain in your life, you can know that God is good, that He is your refuge and strength. He's an ever-present help in your troubles. You know, it says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, For what I receive I pass on you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And as I look at Kathy, she can have a smile on her face because she knows that her Daryl was a believer in Jesus Christ and is fully right. healed, singing praises to Jesus face to face, and will be there one day too. And if you're listening and you're in a moment of desperation and sadness and, and confusion and not where to go, I can only encourage you to seek Jesus, to accept Him as your Lord and Savior, to repent of your sins, and to come into a full knowledge of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a great word, Todd. And thank you so much, Kathy, for joining us today and telling everyone your story. We're just... Uh, so happy that you were able to share that with us and hope that it's a blessing to someone that's listening today. Hey, podcasters, I'm so glad that you uh, tuned in today. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast or get more information or even contact us, go to the signpostpodcast.com. And until next time, we'll see you.